Hi, everybody. Good afternoon. Ajay Salas and Eric Franson here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hope you're having a wonderful, what day is it, Wednesday? I think it's a Wednesday, halfway through the week. About to get through through our show today. Eric Franson had a chance to stop up at Utah State football camp as they start to wind down and get ready for the 2021 football season. And they'll uh, start it off with the Washington State Cougars late night kickoff, 8 o'clock Mountain Time. I guess... Yeah, 9 o'clock Mountain Time, 8 o'clock in Washington State. So uh, that's always fun, having late-night kickoffs. Can't wait for that to go going again. Uh, we got our What Went Wrong Wednesday. We've got uh, Who Said It? Actor, Athlete, Coach. And we have – what else am I missing? I think we have something else. Oh, a lot of MLB talk, too. Uh, there's <laughs> There's been some craziness in baseball. I, okay, so I know you're sad about how Javi Baez leaving your Cubs, but when he takes the swing that he took uh, the other night, did you see that? Did you see that swing? Uh, no. Okay, so it's a changeup. It's like a circle changeup, and Javi Baez just gets absolutely fooled. He swe- like his bat is at the middle of the plate, and the ball is still about five feet away from the plate. Good for him. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if they're not wearing a Cubs jersey anymore, it's... Oh, don't I'm not, act like I'm you don't miss him. I'm not signed off on them. It's not their fault. They didn't leave under their own will. Don't don't act like you don't miss him. I, oh, miss I him. do. Absolutely do. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, 9315 is sending a few texts about guys that I should interview while I'm at the rodeo. All right. I'll have to look at that. Oops. What that was, I think I broke something. I did break something. Uh, mic's breaking. We had new mics, man. All right, uh, Eric. Uh, hey, by the way, did you see? Well, I guess we got to welcome people to our show first. <laughs> I okay. So four three five three three nine zero three two one to text into our show. Four three five three three nine zero three two one to text in. Um, did you see the whole Rachel Nichols thing? I saw that she's not being renewed. Um, but that. They're, I saw they're booting her off. I know they are. I, I saw a really fascinating clip. Um, somebody put together a compilation of all the different studio crews from ESPN stacked up against oh, TNT. No. Oh no! And like every, it went year by year, and. Uh, you, you still see the same crew for TNT year after year after year. I mean, every now and then, like that that third player swaps out. Sometimes it was Chris Weber. Sometimes it was only Ernie, Kenny, and and Charles. Um, but uh, you know, certainly the last several years, it's been Shaquille O'Neal there. But by and large, it's been the same crew. And like every year, there would be somebody different that ESPN would try to do for their studio crew. Like they just—it shocks me with all the power and influence of ESPN, how they continue to fail at trying to figure that out. And then when the games, when these games are over, they immediately just go to a comedian talk show, like during the playoffs or the finals. Just no, why are you yielding and just not figuring it out? It just shocks me. Um, I know they've also made some other changes with some lineups. They're. Their radio product has been failing fast. You have like Mike Greenberg from six to twelve in the uh, 
Monday through Friday, and people are just sick of Mike Greenberg. Well, Max Kellerman is leaving what he was doing before. Now he's going to be more involved in in radio. But it it just surprises me as much influence and, and power as they've they have had have had in sports in sports entertainment and in broadcasting. Just just how bad they've been. Yeah, with being able to uh, fine tune and produce talent and figure something out with uh, some of these shows. So look, Rachel Nichols. Yeah, she did. Some, she said some stupid stuff in what she thought was a private conversation. Okay, so how do we judge but that? I, like, here's the thing, Eric. If we, if if you're in your own hotel room and you're having a conversation with myself and maybe another person, and someone who is there records that conversation, like, I, like, there's two ways I see this. One. You should never make those comments, whether you're in private or not. Ever. That should never, well, ever, I ever. I totally happen. agree with that. Uh, but at the same time, who records a conversation like that without telling the person that you're recording the conversation? Who does that? Who says, "Well, I'm going to push record right now and just like record this whole entire thing," and then when she says something bad, I'm going to put it out there? Who does that? And not to mention, by the way, another thing on ESPN, they did this to save Maria Taylor to keep her on to keep her on the network. Maria Taylor is now going to NBC Sports, I think. NBC, she's leaving the network anyways. So yeah, I, that really backfired. It's just, it's really weird. Like how makes no sense at all. Yeah, they just they can't ever develop anybody, stick with anybody. It just it shocks me. It really shocks me. So no more jump, at least no more. I, I, and I get it. Like Rachel Nichols and the jump was almost a comical show. Like Kendrick Perkins would be ranting about something for twenty minutes and then go to a commercial break, come back and have the opposite opinion on that. Jay Will made it a great show. I love Jay Will on there. Brian Windhorst was great. I love Wendy. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski was not a fan of Rachel Nichols at all. There was an article that came out about that. I think in the New York Times, and he he didn't like her. So, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. I just, what a mess that is, though. I don't know. Like, just, but just as, as media, we got to be smart what we say. But when you're in private and you're having a conversation, that conversation should stay private. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I agree. Like, but your first point should never say you it. should never say those things. Yeah. But to the second is can anybody have a private conversation about anything anymore? Yeah, exactly. Like, when I walk into a room and there's a bunch of people there, my first thought, I honestly have thought this before. I'm like, all right, who's recording this conversation right now? (laughs) There are times when you need to be able to speak freely and just get stuff off your chest and talk through some things, and maybe that can be therapeutic. I've had times where I've had an opinion, something stirring inside me, and I start to talk it out and realize, no, that's that's dumb. That's not the case. Do you know what I do on Twitter? I'll type it out and I'll read it four times and then I delete it. Like I'll delete. I don't send it. I just type it out. I read the draft four times. I feel good about what I sent and then I delete it. Just so I can feel like I sent it without even sending it. And there's so many things that I wish I could send. Sometimes I, I think a couple times I've sent it to you and I'm like, can I send this? And you're like, no. Okay. At least I feel good about 
just typing it. <laughs> yeah, just, honestly, that's, right. that's where you're kind of at. You're just like, at least I feel good about typing it. Uh, hey, at 4.30, D. Jones will join us. He is the director of the Rocky Mountain Kickoff as Logan and Stansberry will get ready to uh, lock heads uh, on Friday at 6.15 live on Merlin Olton Field. Al Lewis will be on the call. And then Roy and Clearfield will be just after that game, whenever that game will start. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, D. Jones here at 4.30. Excited to have him, and I love D. Um, and we got tickets to give away, a lot of uh, tickets to the Logan St- uh, Stansberry showdown on Friday night. Again, 6.15. We'll give those tickets away throughout the show and tomorrow as well, even going into Friday night. Uh, Eric got some audio. Today from Utah State Fall Camp, you also hear from defensive backs coach Ray uh, Ray Brown. He got he got a chance to sit down with him yesterday, uh, so we'll, we'll we'll hear from that in the five o'clock hour. We'll have a player of the week stat that blew your mind. And by the way, I have two new stats now, and they all involve the same team, same topic. Huh? Hey, um, there's a little bit of news. Okay, that's uh, kind of out today. Okay. I don't know if you saw this. Maybe I did. This is according to FBS schedules. I did see this. Texas A&M announcing a new addition to the 2025 football schedule. And it's Aggies on Aggies. Utah State at Texas A&M in 2025. Um, uh, There was a public information request. Copy of the game contract has been revealed. So Utah State is supposed to go to College Station. On Saturday, September 6th, 2025, they will pay USU a $1.65 million guarantee. Whew. You know, that's pretty hefty. Okay, so I think I think you tweet. I should have brought, I brought in my media guy. Look at me go. Uh, they played there in what? Gary Anderson's first or second year? Gary's first season. And they played competitively. DeAndre Burrell gave them all under the, center. Gave them all the problems they could handle. Right, Aggies were in that game through almost halfway through the fourth quarter. It was anybody's game, and huh. even then, it was still competitive and close. That sounds familiar. Where have I heard that story before? <laughs> okay. I mean, you, Texas A&M won thirty-eight to thirty. Yeah, but Aggies had them on the ropes. The Utah State Aggies had A&M on the ropes, um, and it was. It was a close game. DeAndre Brorell. That's just a quarterback you won't hear a lot of here. That was okay, wasn't great, but was good enough. <laughs> that's what you're gonna remind it's what you're gonna remember about DeAndre Brorell. So yeah, uh, college station, A and M, SEC country. Well, for now it's SEC country. Who knows what it's gonna be in five years, but that's that's good. That's a good pickup. And yeah. One point six eight million. That's one, wonderful. Yeah, one point six five. Um, gosh, that's, I wonder, is that the highest guarantee the Utah State's ever had? Uh, you'd have to ask Mr. Hartwell on that one. That's up know. there, man. Is I it? remember just, it wasn't that long ago that, uh, man, if you got a million dollars for a guarantee, that was a big deal. That was a big deal. Or 1.65. Well, the LSU game was what? 1.5, I think. No. Yeah. 1.5, I think was the LSU game. Okay. So it's in that neighborhood. But look, there, there's a there's a good number of players at uh, Utah State that are from Texas, or have ties to Texas. It's a great recruiting opportunity. Uh, come to Utah State. Um, we'll get we'll be close to your home, maybe a few hours away, <laughs> if nothing else. Uh, good chance for coaches to get there and and recruit that state a little bit. So, yeah, it's always good when Utah State can get a game in the state of Texas. 
<laughs> so I'm reading the reply to your uh, request of anybody who wants to board up a game. Oh, <laughs> that's good okay. old Capanillo. So I, I I did that one time with Harry Gephardt. I was like, Harry, Harry, are we still on? What happened? <laughs> oh, welcome back. Uh, he throws. He throws. I, I, I like, and I already, I already went to a thirty second break, and I'm like uh, four, three, and he's just going through play by play, and he throws along, and he throws like deep. I'm like two. I'll forget it. You're on. That's like my first year. Uh, I was still learning. There's been a number of uh, producers over the year, uh, over the years oh, who man. have uh, so many. Yeah, they get caught up in other things and. They missed their breaks. <laughs> they missed they the, miss the point of when they're supposed to do Dude, I one time, okay, story for you. I one time was producing uh, when I was the executive producers, and I had to go to the bathroom so bad, dude. And so the bathrooms are right across from the studio. So I run across the studio, and I'm going to the bathroom, but I'm listening to the game on the app. And I come back, and I forgot that there was a delay because I forgot to turn the delay off. And, uh, yeah, that didn't go too well. I was like, uh, Steve, are we at break? And there's just nothing being said, so I went to break. Yeah, Steve, I've only heard Steve mad twice. One of them was at the scorekeeper, and the other one was at me. <laughs> and it was that day. Uh, 4086, speaking of Logan High, is Mike Favero coaching anywhere? I don't know. He is. He's on uh, He's on somebody's coaching staff. High school? Yes. Gosh, when we had the coaches on, some, I'm blank. is it to Skyview or Green Canyon? I think it was Skyview. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Hurricane John Newbold, if you're listening, because you'll know. Uh, but, yes, he is. Uh, he, he's on a staff. He's on a high school football staff here in the Valley. Dude, he was a great offensive analyst for Utah State. I, I think he would have been so good as an offensive coordinator. But we had one too many Chiefs in the kitchen at that point, so it wasn't going to matter. Uh, if you want to text into our show, 435-339-0321. One to text into the full court press again. D Jones here at four thirty with us. We'll get to some Utah State football audio. We've got. Uh, we'll get you an update on camp. Um, we have our what went wrong, our player of the week, and who said it. All coming up here in the five o'clock hour as well. Now, today was the last day of of fall camp. Yeah. Uh, they, the players get a few days off, and then, um, man, this next week it's all about prep for Washington State. Here we go, Eric. We're there, game one, and I, like I, I have to remember that as excited as we might be, we still don't know who our starting quarterback is. By the way, and I think we're the only team in the state of Utah who doesn't know who the starting quarterback is. BYU announced theirs today. Utah's already announced theirs a couple days ago. Weber State already knew who theirs was going to be, anyways. So I think we're it. We're just kind of waiting for one guy to stand out. I would imagine when we have our regular press conference weekly with Coach Anderson on Monday. We'll probably, I don't know if he'll announce. I would imagine he will, though. I'd be surprised if he didn't on Monday to hear who the starting quarterback could be. Uh, I wouldn't put it past him to just keep it kind of coy well, to keep yeah. uh, Washington State guessing. Oh, uh, 9721. Favaro is at Skyview. His son plays there. That's cool. Thank you, 9721. Ah, okay. That's awesome. Man, he was a brainiac. Dude, he, whatever he touched turned into gold at Logan High. It was, it was stupid and it was unfair. <laughs> he was so good. Yeah, uh, it was good. He, dude, great offensive mind, and he oh, was always he, turning great results out of. Uh, they they didn't always have the same depth of talent like some of the other schools uh, in the area, but he always made them competitive. 
He always found ways to get the most out of his guys, come out with schemes that other teams just were always baffled by. Um, and he, he made those Nelson boys stars. Well, he beat, and dude, he competed with any team in the state. It wasn't like people are like, well, he beat up on a bunch of 3A teams. No, he still beat good teams. He played Timfew when they were playing in 3A. He could play Timfew. He could play really good competition and still compete. Like, <laughs> guy could coach. And uh, he was a thorn in Mountain Crest side when I was there. He was a pain in the butt. He was great. He was a good schemer. Uh just knew how to get the most out of every player. Uh, phenomenal coach and a better human, too. I I, uh, I actually appreciate Coach Rivera. And I always get to chat with him last year. I miss just sitting, you know, walking by, and we chat high school football for a little bit. And he would talk a little bit about the Logan game, you know. He was able to listen to Al Lewis call it and, you know, ask my thoughts on it. It was cool. Uh, 9463, Eric, will you describe that job opportunity you put on Twitter? What's the info on that? Yeah, okay, I'm happy to... Get the word out in any way <laughs> possible. You? So we're, we're we produce high school games, right? Yes. We do. Uh, we, we there are six teams in Region Eleven, and we do the full play by play for each one of these schools, whether they're home or on the road. And they each one of them have their own designated radio station, radio partner. And so we need people back in the studio to make sure these games get on the air, and then when the game's done, to switch it back to regular programming. And we've done some things this year that I'm not kidding. You literally get the game started, and then you've got you sit there for two, a hours, couple hours to do hours. your homework, to plan you, your phone. You I'm not kidding. It's that simple. Yeah. Uh, now there are some games every now and then where you will need to be a little bit more mentally engaged in what's going on, but it's really not hard. It's really not hard at all. So uh, we had some some producers who worked for us for a long time. Um, they had some other job opportunities that came up that prevent them from being able to work at this at the designated times that normally these high school games are on. So we're just looking for some new help. It's really easy. Yeah. So Friday nights during the football season, Wednesdays and Fridays during uh, high school basketball. 9315 on a What Went Wrong Wednesday, everybody underrating Utah State football. That's fine. Like, who cares at this point? Like, it's all preseason bull crap. When we get to game one, game two, game three, then we'll really figure out who Utah State is. So anybody and everybody can underrate Utah State, but when we get to action, we'll find out how good Utah State is. And I'm excited to see what we get out of the Aggies this year. Again, I, I'm optimistic about them. Three wins is is a joke. That's laughable. That's so bad. Um, That's so bad. You know, we've, we've got our concerns about things we saw in practice and in scrimmage, but they're going to be better than three wins. Five is very reasonable, I think, in the very least. And by the way, with 84... And I'm thinking 6-6. Six and six. That's where I'm, I'm, I feel confident I'm going with a 6-6 six and six season. I know there are other Aggie fans that are way more confident than that. That's cool. Um, good for you. I, I think 6-6 six and six is still a win. They're going to a bowl game. Only one other coach has taken their team to a bowl game in his first, first year. E. Jones says 8-4. Uh, nine three one five says the new Gary will break through with the P five win. This isn't the new Gary. We need to stop that. This is Blake Anderson. Gary's gone. This is Blake Anderson. This is Mister Hartwell's new hire. It's Blake, not the new Gary. And I don't think he wants to be compared to Gary. And like no disrespect to Gary, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he wants to be called Blake Anderson. That's his name. Uh, but I, I'm still sitting at either six and six, seven and five. 
Either way, that's a bowl game. There's 84 teams going to the bowl game. 6-6 six and six is guaranteeing you a bowl game without question. And if you beat Boise State, you might be looking at a Mountain West title appearance. Got to beat Boise State to do it, though. Yeah, I don't... I know, I don't Eric, know that they're I know, there yet. I know. I know. I think they're a bowl team. I do, too, which I am absolutely okay with. I would love to see this Aggie team, a bowl team, in their first year. I just... That would... And it helps recruiting. And by the way, there are 22 recruiting classes, as we've already talked about before. It's top-notch. It's one of the best, if not the best, of the Mountain West Conference. So they've got talent coming in through the pipeline, which is great. And you can only imagine if they're that good in his first year, what they could do in year two, three, four. Yeah. With returning experience as well. And I, that's the other thing. Eric, Laying down a really strong foundation. Are you worried about, because I think Kevin Metzenheimer, Shaq Bond, Andre Grayson Jr., there's a lot of guys that won't be coming back next year. I mean, the experience kind of tails off the cliff, doesn't it? Well, there's an abnormal amount of experience on any football team this year because you have the super seniors, guys who could transfer without any penalty. Uh, and, and so every team's got a lot of extra experience. But, uh, yeah, so yeah, Utah State's going to lose some guys. But there's a, I think, still a strong number of underclassmen who are difference makers on this team, who will be around next year. So they'll still be here. I think there'll still be some key guys that'll be here. It happens every year in college football. It's not going to be any different for USU. But uh, I think that there's going to be enough underclassmen that will be difference makers this year that uh, will help get them in the uh, the right position when it comes to next season. Hey, uh, going back to yesterday's conversation about that alliance. <laughs> so, uh, the Pac-12 already has a team jumping over to play an SEC team. LSU and USC will, will meet to open the 2024 season on Labor Day weekend at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. This is according to Ross Dellinger of the Sports Illustrated. Uh, that's a day after the alliance announcement and the Pac-12's historic football power finalizes the deal to play an SEC team. By the way, that game's going to be on ABC. So we're like, hey, we're all in this together, all right? Screw the SEC. One day later, hey, LSU, want to meet us up on a neutral field and come play us? Yeah, why not? Great. That's fun. God. There's nothing that will prevent them from still playing the SEC and those other schools. It's They're coming together to kind of slow the roll about expansion. And How does that slow it down, though? Well, it's 41 schools versus 16. Like college football playoff expansion, well, it's not just what the SEC says. Like we have the three three conferences that can block whatever you think you're going to try to to do. So that's what that's about. It's, they're still going to cross play each other. The best teams are going to, when the Power Five conferences are going to play each other, that'll still happen. Hmm. Yeah, I just thought it was funny because he made it such a big deal of this alliance, and now we're. Hey, SEC, what you up to? Um, but, I mean, good for them anyways. Anyways, go hey, really quick, going back to Utah State football, they have, uh, again, Washington State next Saturday night. Is it 8 o'clock Mountain Time, or is it 8 o'clock their time? It's the 8 o'clock their time, 9 o'clock Mountain. Oh, that's brutal. Uh, we'll have pregame at 7, right, then? At 8. Oh, see, pregame at 8. Uh, 
and then post game immediately following the game where the callers get to call in and yep. and, and uh, share the reaction, win or loss. You On guys KVNU you Aggie call. Yep. You uh, you people will be there for a uh, therapy session if needed. Take care of the Aggie fans to get them through the rest c- of the night. Celebratory messages. Celebratory messages? Yeah. You're celebrating after a win. Oh, okay. I was thinking something else. All right. Uh, but, uh, hey, by the way, you, have you have you done your assignment yet? Have you got a hold of Bohm? No, I gave you his contact oh, information. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know if I was allowed to call him or not. Well, you I thought wanted that it. was I did want it. So I, I gave it to you. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll hit him up. We'll get him on. Uh, and then we're going to have Riley Johnson. Riley Johnson. We're going to have Riley Jensen on next week to talk Utah State football as well. Yeah, so, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. I'm excited about that. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. Coming back, he is the man, the myth, the legend, and he's one of my favorite peeps in all of the Valley. It's D. Jones, the director of the Rocky Mountain Kickoff, Logan Stansbury. Friday night, 6-15. We have tickets, and we got to give them away. So we will tell you how we're going to give those tickets away, and we're going to tell you more about the Rocky Mountain Kickoff with D. Jones here on 106.9 The Fan. Ascent Aesthetics is quickly becoming the choice of those looking for Botox, fillers, skin care, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical-grade facials, and more. Doctors Blotter, Benyon, and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat have assembled an incredible staff that want to meet and help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. At Ascent Aesthetics, it's always education first. Visit Ascent Aesthetics in their new Providence location next to the Bank of Utah. Go to AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com for more details. It's back to school time. You're getting the clothes and the supplies, but don't forget the haircut. The students at New Horizons Beauty College are trained in all the latest trends and techniques. Plus, New Horizons has great prices on the products to help you maintain that new look, like Redken, Matrix, Biolage, and Bricado. All services performed by students and closely supervised by licensed instructors. Oh, hey, they're also enrolling for fall classes right now. Create your own individuality at New Horizons Beauty College in Logan. At the Honda Summer Sales Event, one summer adventure leads to another. Start with a great offer on a new Honda and be on your way to remote beach weekends, deep forest discoveries, and sunsets next to a campfire that you built yourself. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get 1.9% APR on the 2021 Honda CRV, Ridgeline, or the all-new 2022 Civic. Get a great deal on a new Honda at utahhondadealers.com. Excludes a Victime Bar C dealer for financing details. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. This is The Herd. The winner in this is also... Colin Cowherd. There's not as many smart people as you think. You know, it's just a reality. It'd be a no-brainer if you said, you know, hey, you got a chance to get uh, Wayne Gretzky on your team or you get a chance to have Michael Jordan on your team. Oh, we don't need him. You know, no thanks. We're, we're good. Yes, he is Wayne Gretzky and he is Michael Jordan. And um, he's right. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. There's a darkness at the edge of town. Everybody gets warned about. Full Court Press, Eric Franz and Amaje Salveson, 106.9 The Fan. Thanks for joining us. 
However, wherever you're doing so here, you want to extend the fan.com or on our mobile app. 5338 text in. Did AJ say Chiefs in the kitchen like Kansas City Chiefs? No. Nobody likes the Kansas City Chiefs. Nobody does. And if you do, you're lying. Oh, come on now. No, A lot of people love the Chiefs. No, you're lying, Eric. Stop it. And you know it. Uh, 8003. Bad thing about having a successful season and increasing on that every year uh, is that uh, after year three or four, we go like 10 and two, we're looking for a new head coach. But but here's the thing. I, I remember when Hartwell said this in, in, a, in a press conference. I can't remember if it was the welcoming Ryan Odom or if it was before and they were talking about the, the search beginning. But he said I'll, almost any Aggie fan would take a 10 and two season, three of those four years, going to big bowl games, beating them out as conference champ, and then having to look for a new coach that next year, in that year five, year four. Yeah. Anybody would take that. We went. He, meant, three, he said that on this program. Yes. Yeah. We went to three straight conference championships with Craig Smith. We were thrilled about it. And the, the way he left, that sucks. I get it. I'm bummed out too. But, man, I would take I would take that again and again and again. And, by the way, I don't think Coach Ryan Odom is that far off. Not as far off as people think he is. I think he's got something brewing over there in, in uh, up on the hill inside the spectrum. And watch out. They could be really – they could turn some heads this year despite the great talent that there is in the Mountain West Conference. All right, uh, time to uh, step aside from college sports. We're going to talk uh, high school athletics. The Rocky Mountain kickoff. Uh, comes back this year. We're so grateful to have it back. And Logan and Stansberry are your 6-15 kickoff on Friday night. And joining us is the director of this wonderful event, D. Jones. D. good afternoon. How are you? I'm well. How are you guys doing? We're good. Excellent. You guys have uh, done some remodeling since the last time I was here. Audrey's right? no, been clearing out his closet. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if I'm in a, a radio booth or a sports bar. Oh, great. <laughs> so you hate it too. Are you serious? Did I say that? Yeah. No, he didn't I say that. Of voice. I did not say that. Why are you always going to jump to the negative? I yeah, you guys enjoy because... sports bars. Yeah, but you didn't say you like... <laughs> Didn't say one thing or the other. Okay, just, okay. that's the thing. Is he didn't say one thing or the other. He <laughs> wow. just, he's like you. You walk in, oh, you decorated. <laughs> and you instantly like, oh, you hate it. Yeah, oh, it because must you, be didn't, terrible. you didn't I come didn't in know. and like, oh, hey, this looks great. Jeez, I was looking for a buzzsaw earlier, but <laughs> I think I'd find one here. Uh, D, talk about, uh, you know, after a year off from this event uh, due to the COVID pandemic, we are now back. What has it been like? I, I think if you and I can, if I can say this on the air, you had a, a lot of teams calling to say, hey, we want to be back here. We want to be doing, be a part of this event. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got uh, several phone calls, uh, but it was after the fact. We already had the team set, but I've got <laughs> – so for 2022, we got the team set. So uh, it's easy now because, you know, the coaches call and athletic directors call me asking if they can be in it, and it's a wonderful thing. And this year, I kind of branched out a little bit. I went out of uh, the Valley for a couple teams, and we were very lucky to get uh, Roy and Clearfield to agree to come up to this because uh, they are two 6A heavyweights. Um, and, and, you know, the, the RPI that they have now is so important to have home field advantage. And, you know, those guys, they were a little – they weren't worried about it at all. I just I, – they actually welcomed the chance to come up here. So we got Logan versus Stansberry, which I think – isn't this Stansberry's third week in a row to come to Cache Valley? Well, third week in a row playing a team from oh, Cache right. Valley. Okay. Mountain Crest went down there in week one. They came up to face uh, Ridgeline in week two. 
And now they get Logan in yeah. week three. Yeah, yeah. So that's at 6.15, and then uh, we usually wait about 20 minutes after the finish of the first game to start the second game. And I'm thinking it's going to be you know, real close to 8.15 to start that. So the second game, Roy and Clearfield will be at 8.15. Um, and we're excited. Have Freddie Fernandez back on the Aggie sideline. I think that'll be pretty cool and, and good. He always, he always has a good team. I do know that Roy is going to be a fun team to watch this year. They're, they're pretty good. They lost last Friday, but it was a close one, if I remember. Uh, and then, so they're coming in pretty hungry. Clearfield is, they're big. That's all I can say. Well, Bear River played uh, Clearfield pretty close in the first half last week, and then Clearfield just turned it on yeah. in the second half. So they're they're a solid team. Yeah, yeah. Clearfield is solid, and like I said, they're big, and it's going to be exciting to watch a couple six A teams in the stadium. Um, so you know, I hope everybody comes out and supports it. It's only five dollars a ticket. So last year was going to be the fifth year of the Rocky Mountain kickoff, and for COVID reasons, we didn't do it. And uh, so this is the fifth one. So I thought I'd just, you know, it's $5 a ticket. Hey, do we get For another- two games. For I know, two awesome. games. For two games. Exactly. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Amazing. Hey, yeah. do we get another coin like this? We, uh, we have this as part of our studio decoration. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Hook us up. AJ's needing to add to his collection. We want- I was going to say, where are you going to put it? I mean, there's no room on the walls. Nah, sure. dude. It doesn't need to be on the walls, man. We're going we're gonna to find a way to put it somewhere where it's I mean, special. You know, what, what yard sale did you go to to get this thing? <laughs> A Carl Malone jersey. <laughs> so, T. I hate you. So no, you, you don't. You've been doing this for several years. Um, and as you said, this is going to be the fifth time. Uh, how has it evolved in just working with teams and, and vendors and the university? I mean, how how is it different this year maybe compared to when you first had this idea of trying to put this all together? Oh, the, uh, it's gotten a lot easier. Um, that first year, man, I'm telling you, it was – the day before the games, I'd forgotten so much stuff. And it was just a big panic and try to get, you know. And I don't know if you guys remember, but do you remember the ticket line? Oh, first yeah. Year when Skyview, yeah. A lot of yeah. fans for Skyview didn't get in the stadium till halftime. And we fixed that. You can, get, you can buy tickets now. Uh, they're on sale at the Utah State ticket office. And so you can get tickets now and avoid those lines. I, 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 uh, and the crowds have always gotten bigger. So every year it's gotten bigger and more people from our Valley support it. And I really appreciate that because, you know, after all the bills are paid, um, all the money goes back to the schools and they need it. You know, their athletic programs need it. There's just been too many, too many uh, cuts, uh, you know, for schools. And so it's a good thing to do. It's a good thing to support. So if you're out there and you got nothing to do on Friday, you know, five bucks, get you in to watch a couple games and you're supporting high school athletics. So that's and that's what I was going to ask you actually about is the response from Cash Valley as we've gone along through this. Um, I know it's become a, a pretty big hit. The Skyview has been a part of this. Um, Logan is now, of course, been a part of this, and they are again this year. When and how do you start reaching out? How do you manage that from using local teams to using teams maybe not in the 4A class, like Rowing Clearfield? How do you mm-hmm. go about planning that? Um, well, this year, for example, uh, Fred Fernandez and I have been talking for a couple of years to get his Roy team up here. Um, but it just, you know, they have such a large, uh, how do I put region, you know, they only get a couple non-region games. And so, uh, to work it in this weekend worked out really well. Uh, and that, that fell out, but 
usually I'll, I'll start getting phone calls from coaches and athletic directors about mid-April. Wow. When they start putting their schedules together. And, you know, the first question they ask is, you know, have you got, have you got your Rocky Mountain kickoff filled yet? And I'm, this time I'm going to have to say, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, but we can put you down for 2023. That's, that's the one thing that has really gotten a lot easier is I don't have to call teams and they're, they're calling me. And I think that's, I think that's real exciting. I mean, schools from Idaho are calling. Um, I had one school from Wyoming call me. Hmm. I had, I had a coach from Philadelphia call me and I guess this is a, it's a private school, but they've got a really good football team and my dream would be to have them come out and play Bishop Gorman out of Las Vegas oh. at Maverick Stadium. Wouldn't oh, that be something? Goodness. That would that would be an ESPN game. There you go. Yeah. Have you ever thought about expanding it from like two to three games, maybe like on a Saturday? I mean, I know Utah State football's got their games and such, but um, have you thought about expanding it a little bit to a third game to, to, to kind of maybe put some more, I don't know, flavor yeah. into the thing? No, I thought about it, but that thought passed quickly. Yeah. So, you know, it's – I think two games are perfect. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, you get, you get in that stadium on an August afternoon and watch three football games, man, it's, it gets hot. You know, and that's why that's actually why we moved the time of the game to 6:15 this time because the last time we did it it was 5:30 and it takes that sun just a little bit longer to go down behind that press box to get the field shaded. And so we moved it to 6:15 for that reason. Um, to have people you know, and obviously they can come and go as they please, but just I think just sitting there on a Saturday afternoon in 80, 85-degree weather, I, I don't know. For me, it's my own opinion. I, I wouldn't find that very enjoyable. Well, I was actually going to ask the same thing. So we've got you know, Green Canyon and Bear River are heading to Idaho this weekend for something similar right. up at Madison High School. Uh, and it's a, two games on a Friday and two games on a Saturday. But that, that there's a lot of logistics involved with that many players that many coaches um you know trying to figure out locker rooms and travel and concessions i mean that it's a big right. undertaking right i mean and that it, that was one of the considerations is where do we put them um you know we we probably i mean utah state's been awesome to work with the facilities department has been amazing you know athletics has just been really really good to work with and when you think about the way we do it now i mean we only got two locker rooms so the, the teams from the first game, uh, they move out of their locker room at halftime after they get done with their, you know, when they're ready to come back out on the field. And we set up, we set up uh, some uh, catering tents right outside the locker rooms. So they move all their stuff in there, and then the new teams come in, and then they go in. So if you get, you start talking about six teams, holy cow, it's like, woo, you know, where are you going to put them all? Or eight so, teams. I mean, or eight teams. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, they got they got really nice locker rooms in the Olympic sports, you know, facility and stuff. And I'm sure there would be no issue if if we had to use those. But I don't know. I think four teams is is a good number for some reason. I just like four teams <laughs> only because of the logistics. Sure. You know. Well, and it's exciting. There's always a a local uh, Cash Valley team involved, at least one. And what's fun, we, we're talking about this, trying to look at what the season was going to look like for a lot of these teams. And we were a little unsure what Logan would look like. Uh, they've struggled a little bit here recently, but they probably had the most returning starters coming back. So there's a sense that they could be good. We're not sure exactly yeah. how good, but man, they're off to a great start. They're, so they're far. two and all. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's a great start. I, 
And uh, but you know, Stansbury's no pushover. They're they're a very well coached team. Eric Alder has done a great job there, and uh, I think that's going to be a really exciting game. And Clearfield and Roy, <laughs> it's going to be a slugfest. They're rivals, and so it's like. They can't be located very far from each other. They're not. It's yeah. not. They're only I mean, like 15, 20, 15, not even 15 minutes. It's a five iron for AJ. <laughs> but uh, it's a driver for me. But yeah, they're close, <laughs> they're close together. And like I said, it's a rivalry and it's going to be a really fun game to watch. It's going to be good. Okay, just as, as a quick follow up, folks want to come up there and watch the two games. Are there concession opportunities? Yes. Yeah, and is it it's, just the the USU concessions, or do you have other like food trucks up there, or what? what no, it's USU. Expect? It's Utah State concessions. They'll be open and serving, you know, everything they do for a for an Aggie game. So that'll be there. Uh, parking is free. I mean, literally, it's you can you can go watch two games and have a hot dog for less than two for less than ten bucks. So, oh yeah, that's awesome. D. Yeah. Jones, the director of the Rocky Mountain Kickoff, joining us here on the Full Court Press on one hundred six nine The Fan. D. What is your end goal here, like? Is there like a dream matchup that you'd put together and just, you know, clap your hands, wipe them and say, that's, that's yeah. it. Oh yeah. I've got the dream matchup. It's, uh, um, Valor out of Colorado against Bishop Gorman out of Las Vegas. I think that would be, I swear I've heard Valor before. Oh yeah. Valor is, Valor's where, uh, uh, McCaffrey went. Oh, okay. And, 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 and you remember, McCaffrey that played for the Broncos. Yeah, he, Ed McCaffrey. He was, he was a coach there for a minute. Oh. And I think he's retired now. But, yeah, Valor, they're, they're always in the top 15 in the nation, and Bishop Gorman is as well. But I think that would be, that would be really – I think that would just be a lot of fun. I think we could, we'd get a large crowd for that. Also, you know, I'd like to see, I'd like to see Tim View come up. I'd like to see Bingham come up. Mm. You know, if we can find – you know, if we can find a, a – a really good team out of Idaho or Wyoming um, that could come and play Bingham or Tempview or uh, um, Corner Canyon. You know, let's, I think that would be awesome to get something like that done. But you know, when you start talking about national, if you want to, if you want to be on the national scene, I think Valor and Bishop Gorman would be. You know, or John Bosco. You could get Bosco out of California up here. D, what you kind of alluded to this already, but just. Kind of rolling it back. What, what initially possessed you to want to try to do this? Uh, well, uh, one day I, I still, it's like I can remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, Mike Favero and I were just talking about the old days, the good old days of Skyview Logan in the stadium, and uh, it just got my wheels turning. And he and I, the more we talked, the more I got thinking. You know, we could we could do something like this, and you know, now we got five high schools, so. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you could, you remember, but I remember those games. There would be twenty thousand people. Well, I remember the playoff game, Skyview Mountain Crest. It right. was supposed to be down south. They said they're both in Cache Valley. Let's just move the game up there, and it was you a know, huge, I, the highest crowd. attended game in a high school football yeah, game. I was. I'll tell you the story on that. I don't know how much time we got, but Go ahead. I was coaching at Skyview when when that game happened, mm. and Wait, I remember. Really? I remember we did our we did our uh, pregame, you know, warm ups, and then we went in the locker room. And, you know, I looked around the, it was, you know, there were people there, but it was, you know, uh, not a lot. And then we went into the locker room and when we came back out for the, for the game, I, I literally could not believe my eyes. It was packed and it was loud 
and it was raining. I remember it was it started to rain and the field got you know all muddy and stuff. But it was a great game, nine to seven. Yeah, was the final, and uh, gosh, it was it was a lot of fun. That was that was a great time. Yeah, that was one of the best decisions I think Utah High School Association has ever made was moving that game. And then they did it a couple more times. The state semifinal in 2000 and 2001 with back-to-back years. Logan Mountain Crest were both at Romney. Yeah. 2000 was a snowstorm. And 2001 was like 54 degrees and clear and sunny. It was unreal. Yeah. And both those games were extremely well attended. Yeah. Well, that's the good thing about Cache Valley. I mean, Cache Valley, we got great people here. We got sports fans. And they'll support, you know, they'll support high school athletics and they support you know, Utah State, and we just, we have a lot of, of really good supporters of of this kind of activity here, and, I, and it's good. I mean, I'm lucky because I know there's a lot of people that come up that really have no connections to any of the high schools. They just come up and watch football. Just to watch football. Right, right, and, you know, for a lot of people, it's the first time they've ever been in Maverick Stadium, and it's it's a cool experience for them. Um, so that's what I try to do is let's just, let's just let everybody have some fun, um, I would like to do it for free. Maybe we'll get to that point, you know, if I ever go out and get sponsors or anything like that. Um, we can ba- maybe do that. I don't know. But $5, it's like being free. No, you're not asking for I mean, a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a gallon of gas. Hey, I, I do want to ask, is there any <laughs> chance that we get the return of basketball? Of the- yeah. Well, actually, yeah. I actually got contacted yesterday by an athletic director asking if they could participate in the Rocky Mountain tip-off. And... Uh, I'll be honest with you. I hadn't even thought about it, and I just, I just texted him back. I said, "Yes, sir, you're in." <laughs> so now, now I got to find three. All you got to do is ask. Yeah, <laughs> just ask. And when you get a text, what is? And I think I know what your answer is going to be here. But what is next year's games? Oh, I can't tell you. That. Yep, knew that was coming. Yeah, we'll talk off air. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's going to tell you? Heck yeah, yeah man. Oh, we're oh. BFFs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we're BFFs. So right. the well, uh, last, uh, just to, just kind of leave people with like it is easy to get in, mm-hmm. especially if you get your tickets early, which you can do. So rem- right. how can people get tickets to get? They're in? on sale now at the Utah State Ticket Office. You can go online or you can dial one eight 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 U State one, and you can get them purchased over the phone. Um, and just general admission, you just go sit wherever you want. Right. There's no assigned seats or no, no, it's. It's, well, this side of the stadium versus that side of the stadium. It's just wherever you want. Wherever you want. <laughs> hey, D. Yeah. And you know what's funny is the West Because you're going to be mixing the, fan groups together, and that could be fun. Well, the West side always gets full. Yes. It's the chair backs. Yeah, right, chair backs and, and, and it's shaded, no sun. Yeah. And it's shaded. And so it's really funny to kind of see <laughs> nobody on the east side, but the west side is packed. Well, D, did you know you're a matchmaker? No. 9463 just texted. I met my wife at the 2016 uh, kickoff, so thank you. Is that right? Well, there you go. There you go, D. All right. Making making dreams happen. So maybe we ought to rename it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Rocky Mountain Kickoff and Matchmaking. Presented by Tinder. <laughs> sponsored no, by... No. Yeah, sponsored by... Yeah, no, no. Rocky Mountain Football and uh, Relationship Kickoff. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That is horrible. No, I... That's the best you could do. <laughs> sponsored yes. by you know, LDSTingles.com. <laughs> The tagline could be, come and meet your spouse. <laughs> your future awaits. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right? Hey, D, good to hear your voice, man. Glad yeah. you're well. Uh, yeah. Good to see you. We'll see you Friday night. Absolutely. Thank All you, right. guys. That's I appreciate D. Jones, it. director of the Rocky Mountain Kickoff. Friday night, 615. Logan Stansberry right after that. 
Good one. Roy and Clearfield, two teams who do not have a lot of love for each other. So stay tuned for that one. More of the Full Court Press coming up next. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. We kick off the 2021 season in the Big Ten West Division as the Illinois Fighting Illini host the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Heights Greg Daniels join Chad Brown and me for all the action as Coach Scott Frost and the Huskers look for a tough road win against new head coach Brett Bielema and the Fighting Illini. It's Nebraska and Illinois. They've been college football. It's right here. Saturday morning beginning at 1030 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The American Veterans Traveling Tribute Memorial Wall runs from Thursday, August 26th through Sunday the 29th from 9 a.m until 9 p.m. at Elkridge Park in North Logan. This memorial honors those who sacrificed their lives for our American way of life and mirrors the Vietnam Memorial in Washington, D.C. Special events will be held each night at Elkridge Park, including music and fireworks on Friday evening. The Vietnam Memorial Wall, August 26th through the 29th at Elkridge Park. This event is brought to you by Cytiva, the Cache Valley Veterans Association, and American Heroes Motorcycle Association, with proceeds going to the Dan Gillenskog Veterans Resource Center. Saturday, September 11th, is the National Day of Service and Remembrance, a chance to help others in tribute to those killed and injured on September 11, 2001. To mark the day, everyone is invited to help clean headstones and memorials throughout our local cemeteries. We need volunteers from families, individuals, churches, and the community. This project is suitable for all ages, Saturday, September 11th, beginning at 9 a.m. Go to JustServe.org, enter your zip code, and search for National Day of Service and Remembrance. If you want to hit a home run or score a touchdown when it comes to your vehicle's maintenance, get your oil changed at Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan. This is Dustin with Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Preventative maintenance is huge in your game plan to keep your vehicle on the road. Not only do we change your oil, but we can also provide other services like recharging your air conditioning. Stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main in Logan, across from Angie's. Crystal Vision is honored to be voted the gold medalist in Best of Northern Utah for optometrist and eye doctor. Thank you for your votes and trust in their business. To celebrate this award, they're offering a 20% off sale on their frames and lenses. Crystal Vision carries frames and lenses for your unique style and budget. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. It's time to plan your fall home improvement project. You've had ideas on how to spruce up your outdoor space, and nothing is better than a smooth surface to party on. Castellite in Logan has pavers you can install yourself. But if you're not sure how to do it, their in-house professionals can teach you how to do it right. With Castellite, you can turn your outdoor living space into the entertainment capital of the neighborhood. For brick, block, rock, paver, and tile, go where the pros go. Online at castellite.com. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard, aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. 
Saddle up and put on your poker face. It's time to ride. Saturday, August 28th for the first annual Ride to Riverwoods, an event to benefit Make-A-Wish Utah. Enjoy a scenic journey around Cache Valley as you gather cards for your poker hand at each stop. Riders will finish at the Riverwoods Conference Center for food, drinks, silent auction, and where riders will play their hands for incredible prizes from our sponsors. Not up for the ride? You can still join the fun and festivities at the Riverwoods for food, drinks, and a silent auction and raffle. Register at eventbrite.com. That's eventbrite.com. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Your team's in the locker room ready to get out there and play to win. But you see a player you don't recognize. They're wearing your jersey and even know your coach's name. But who are they? Would you let this stranger look at your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing attacks work. In 2020, the number of phishing attacks against businesses doubled compared to the previous year. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric Franz and Andre Salison, big thanks to D. Jones for joining us there to talk about the Rocky Mountain kickoff. So let's do it, Eric. Let's give away a four-pack of Rocky Mountain kickoff tickets. These tickets are good for two games. Free tickets for two games. Logan stands. All right. a couple of teams. Four teams that are going to participate. Colin. <laughs> You're going to ruin the contest. Shut up, Eric. 435-752-1069. Four teams. Who are they? Call in right now and you win four pack of tickets. There's four teams. Who's playing? Four three five seven five two one zero six nine. Call in right now. You, if you correctly identify the four teams, you get four tickets. Totally free. Four three five seven five two one zero six nine. If you can correctly identify the four teams involved in the Rocky Mountain kickoff, we'll get you four tickets. Uh, if you by chance, don't end up winning this round. We'll have other chances to win. Uh, also, tickets available at the Utah State Ticket Office online and by calling one eight 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 U State one. So, a couple different options there that uh, you can get your tickets. Five bucks a, a, a ticket—that's a steal to go see two football games, uh, four quality opponents facing each other. Pretty sweet. So, uh, looking forward to that. So, kickoff. Uh, as mentioned, that'll be 6.15, and so full play-by-play. If by chance you can't make it, full play-by-play by Hall of Famer Al Lewis will begin right at the top of the hour, about 6 o'clock, on our sister station, KVNU. Uh, and then uh, he'll have the full game coverage there. Uh, game will also be streamed on kvnutalk.com, the KVNU mobile app, and on cashvalleydaily.com. Uh, and so... It's a really interesting weekend of high school football. Not only is that game going on on Merlin Olsen Field, Ridgeline faces Snow Canyon earlier in the day. It's a 5 o'clock kickoff, so Snow Canyon can get back down to southern Utah before in a weird, absurd hour. So that's an earlier-than-normal kickoff at Millville at Ridgeline High. Dave Simmons and Nick Zollinger will be on the call there on 104.5 The Ranch on the 104 The Ranch mobile app and streaming on cashvalleydaily.com. Uh, we've got a couple of different teams up in Idaho. We've got uh, Skyview at Rigby, and uh, we've got Green or Bear River at uh, uh, at Madison. That'll be Saturday. Skyview will be um, uh, playing 
Now, Green Canyon will be playing up there as well, but that'll be on Friday night. So more about the Aggies and high schools coming up next hour. Patrick and this is Above the Noise. Hardly breaking news here, but the Orioles lost again last night, this time to the Angels 14-8. That's 19 consecutive losses, the longest streak since the Royals dropped 19 in a row back in 2005. The modern record set by the Phillies in 1961, Philly lost 23 in a row. The all-time record set back in 1889 by the Louisville Colonels, they dropped 26 in a row. It's been a bleak era for what used to be a proud baseball franchise. They don't pay anybody, and even though they have some talent in their farm system, it doesn't appear as if they're turning the corner anytime soon. Has to be depressing for Oriole fans. Camden Yards is still a wonderful stadium. They have a storied history. There's really no reason why they should be a perennial cellar dweller. But here we are, closing in on history. You'd like to say there are brighter days ahead. It just doesn't feel that way for a franchise franchise that should be embarrassed by this losing streak and this season. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. There is no stopping this team! The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead! He's got it! It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvason. I hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like the full court press on sports talk radio 1069 fm 1390 am the fan full court press eric france and aj salves here on 1069 fm 1390 am the fan thanks for joining us for hour number two 501 your kickoff time on wednesday august 25th middle of the weekend where we are just 10 days away Give or take from Utah State, Washington State Cougars, 8 p.m. kickoff, Matt, or Pacific Time, 9. You've got to be kidding me. What? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just making sure the microphone doesn't fall off in my lap. <laughs> squeak, squeak. <laughs> uh, we got the Rocky Mountain kickoff this Friday night. Uh, we'll give away some tickets at about 5.15. Our normally bread and butter uh, play of the game we're going to be calling in. Instead, on a different question, uh, calling to win a four-pack four pack of tickets to uh, the uh, Logan Stansbury game, Lo- Roy Clearfield doubleheader at Maverick Stadium. We'll give that away about 5.15. Eric Scott Samadio with Utah State Fall Camp just wrapping up and now getting ready for the Washington State Cougars or the football team in Blake Anderson's first year at the helm. Uh, we have our What Went Wrong Wednesday, Who Said It, Player, and Stacks. We didn't get to it yesterday. A very busy second hour of the show. Uh, really quickly, before we go any further, uh, you, listen, you heard Dan Patrick's Above the Noise. It's presented by Napa Auto Parts, your locally owned Napa Auto Parts. From Preston to Providence, five cash rally locations. Whether you work on your own car or somebody else does, be sure to use quality Napa Auto Parts. Their August 2021 specials include a $20 mail-in rebate on any Napa battery, Chevron Dilo diesel, motor oil, $12 uh, a gallon, and a uh, Napa 15W40 heavy-duty engine oil at ten thirty-nine a gallon. Again, that's uh, Dan Patrick Above the Noise, sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. Our text line, Spencer, are sponsored by uh, by who? Uh, Guild Mortgage. Guild Mortgage. 435-339-0321. Hit me. What are you looking at? What are you uh, laughing at? 9315. When was the last time USU could win, a t- win two games against a Cougar? In the same year. In the same year. So for basketball and for football, I don't remember the last time we. I don't think we've ever done it. 
Uh, actually, also said if the Aggies win uh, the opener, does that change the way other football teams on the schedule prepare for Utah State? Probably. Well, every team's going to change the way to, they prepare for Utah State because it's going to be different every week. But it's not like, oh, well, look what they did in Pullman. We got to change our game plan. Yeah, they they don't have a game plan until they see what you do anyway. Yeah, whether they win or they lose, they're still gonna. I mean, they're gonna have to make adjustments to that game plan based on what they want to do. Two six zero three has USU beaten a P five school ever in football? Yes. Yes. Who? Uh, Utah. Utah. But they weren't a P five at the time. Were they not in the Pac twelve at that time? I don't think so. When would he beat them? Yeah, when Gary beat them in overtime. Was that in two thousand twelve? That might have been their first year. Hold on. Utah Pack 12. When did it happen? Survey says 2010. Yes. So, yes. Uh, Utah was. So, they, yes, they have, uh, and they won. They beat another team here in Logan. Was that Wake Forest? Yes. But they have not gotten a P5 win on the road. That's the thing. That's the kicker. Those losses have been so just mind boggling. And it's usually our special teams who screws it up. Whether it's a field goal, an onside kick. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't think on the road we haven't beaten one. At home we've beaten two in the last 10 years. Yes. Have a, chance to, right. have a chance to break that streak here next Saturday night. Again, a 9 o'clock Mountain Time. close calls. 9 o'clock Mountain Time. You'll hear Al and uh, Eric and Craig and the whole crew on the pregame. And then that crew will be back for the post game where you get to call in on the KVNU talk and join in and share your emotions, whether they win or they lose. These guys will be here for you here on 610 KVNU and also be here, I believe, on 106 and the fans. will be simulcast. Uh, so whichever station you want to listen to, you'll be able to hear the pre and post game. Excited for that game. Excited to see what these Aggies look like. Uh, the question is, is who their starting quarterback is going to be. We'll We'll ask on Monday. Can't guarantee we'll get an answer, but we'll definitely ask on Monday as part of uh, and the first of Coach Anderson's weekly press conferences during the season. That's true. Uh, it, it will be a mystery, maybe up until the point that the game begins, um, because it, it's not cut and dry. I mean, there are some things that Bonner does that give him the edge. There are some things that Peasley does that can give him the edge. Uh, I think Bonner's probably got a better arm. Um, maybe quicker decision making, but uh, Peasley's come a long way. I think he's improved, and I think what really gives Peasley the advantage is that if a play breaks down or you you need a couple of yards at, at the very least, you've got a quarterback who can scramble and is as fast as anybody out there, so he can stretch a play and go for yards and make things happen in the uh, run pass option. That Bonner, I mean, he has that ability, but it's a different level with Peasley. So uh, it, it's a difficult decision for that coaching staff to try to come down and, and figure out who it's going to be. Um, is it a little frustrating that nobody has really claimed that spot by now? Yes. Um, they, they've got to get it figured out. Um, and I'm not – it very well could be, Ajay, in these practices. It's been clear for a while. Uh, but they're not showing that to the public. But if it was that clear, it wasn't that evident on Saturday – when we saw that scrimmage. So they've got some things they still got to work out this week. Yeah, uh, that, that scrimmage, for all intents and purposes, was not what Coach Anderson was hoping to see, at least from the offensive side of things. He was not at all thrilled 
Uh, don't be too surprised by that. In fact, here is uh, Coach on – oh, I just had it. Sorry. Uh, here is Coach Anderson on regards of the uh, QB situation. Uh, and just – I mean, it. well, and, and the biggest reason why they weren't able to uh, – you know, because they want to be a pace offense, and here's the reason why they weren't able to have pace. Well, it's hard to get pace when you don't have productive plays on first down, and I thought our probably if you look, our first down efficiency was probably a little off. Some of the situations don't allow for it either, but and we've got some guys that are hurt. We had we had a couple guys out there that typically wouldn't probably be playing with uh, with the groups that they were with, and it it just kind of muddles it up. But all in all. You got to get some plays going and get some momentum going on first and second down to create the momentum and the tempo that you want, and that just wasn't something we did consistently today. Whether it be uh, mechanically up front, turning the guy loose, snaps on the ground, drop balls, you, you name it. Just it was really, it was pretty sloppy today. It, it was a struggle. And again, that was if you ask Coach Anderson, he wasn't thrilled. Again, you might want to put that on the quarterbacks. Just based, he didn't feel like either quarterback made a clear statement that, hey, I should be the guy. And that's kind of where when you look at the inconsistency of the offense, that's kind of the first guy you look at is, well, what, what did the quarterback do? And it wasn't good. Yeah, just just not a lot of consistency Underthrows, overthrows, too, I mean, too long holding on to the ball. It was, there was all sorts of issues. A little too much air under it, like giving a, the, the secondary time to adjust to defend the pass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of little things that just still need to be tweaked and, and fine-tuned. All right, Eric, let's go ahead and get to some of the audio that you had uh, got at Utah State Football Fall Camp in their final day and yesterday as well. I want to get to yesterday first. You had Ray Brown, the defensive backs coach. Uh, you got a chance to chat with him, and you said this was a fun conversation. <laughs> He's fun, man. Uh, th- this is a – look, when, I'm, when I've spoken to any coach up there and – Correct me if I'm wrong in the conversations you've had. Go ahead. But they all have great attitudes. They're just uh, they're just oozing with positivity, and just really great guys. Yes, they care about their team. Agree on all on all. Facets. They're fun to talk yes. to. Uh, they love football. They love this team. They love their players. And uh, Ray Brown was a ton of fun to talk to. The the cornerbacks coach for Utah State, and this is a group that has some experience, has talent, has speed. Uh, and uh, they've got some of these uh, Power 5 transfers in the mix, as well as some guys that have been here for a while working their way through, and they deserve starting opportunities as well. So uh, a really fun conversation with Coach Ray Brown uh, yesterday right after uh, practice concluded about that Utah State secondary. Ray Brown's the cornerbacks coach for Utah State University, and Coach, uh, first I want to get your assessment of the scrimmage that happened on, on Saturday and how things are developing in fall practices so far. Um, as far as the scrimmage, um, a lot of competition. Uh, guys are really fighting to be um, sound in their fundamentals. Um, they're fighting to compete at a high level. Uh, they're meeting the uh, standard that I've set with for them, which is a extremely high standard. Um, but it's been really good just to watch those guys compete uh, day in and day out, be more consistent in their technique and their fundamentals. Uh, as far as just practice as a whole, I think there's been great energy, um, great attention to detail, a group of guys that are driven and motivated to do something special. Um, and so I've been very pleased with the group so far. 
you've got a mix of guys who've been here for a little while, Xavier Steele, Zahadri Jackson, but you've also got some other guys who are transfers coming in. Yes. Uh, how are you mixing some of these new faces with the guys that have already been here for a while and trying to just get the best guys out there? Uh, as far as mixing them, uh, they usually call each other out. And so they say, hey, I want to go against you or go with you. Um, so they've kind of created a, a different level of competition between the older guys and the new guys. Um, and I think they've done a really good job as far as trying to mix and match. Uh, it's just been trying to find the guys that fit well together, that play well together as far as a comfort level. For me in the secondary, guys have to be comfortable with each other. Um, but I also think that's something that grows off the field uh, just as much as it is on the field. So when you look at the group, I actually look at them the other night. Uh, they were on Instagram and they were all at dinner together spending time and it's all nine guys it's not just a few guys um, so for me I've been really encouraged with the group and the growth as a family um, and you can tell it when we play uh, how closely are you working with coach Bonda with the safeties and just generally that conversation about that secondary overall needs to be doing to properly defend or apply pressure to opposing uh, offenses? I've been extremely close in working with Coach Bonda. I think Coach Bonda is really intelligent. Um, he knows exactly what he wants to see from a secondary standpoint. So he and I work hand-in-hand with everything we do. Any ideas that I have, I always take it to him. Uh, he may like some. He may not like some. Um, we kind of get together and kind of figure out what works best for the group of guys that we have. I was talking to uh, Coach Kyle Cephalo, and he says that uh, he's a pretty good trash talker, but so are you. <laughs> and it's probably because your units are going against each other all the time. Uh, what do you feel about that uh, being called one of the, the, the biggest trash talkers on the, of the coaching staff? Well, you know, Coach Cephalo and I have gone against each other the last two years. Uh, so there's a, there's a um, how do I put this kindly? Um, there's a little bit of ego uh, when you look at the two of us. But, you know, Seth is awesome. I think he is a great ball coach. Um, when you look at just what he's done from a production standpoint with the guys that he's coached, it challenges me every day to just to be the very best. And so uh, I think between the two of us, uh, we keep something going. Um, we keep our guys energized through our trash talking. Uh, but I would definitely say he talks a little more than me. <laughs> That's fair enough. So you've been able to kind of see what that wide receiver group looks like you're hitting them all every day during practice so from a uh from your point of view what does that wide receiver core look like they look like a physical discipline group um they have a little uh, ego to them um they play with great energy they probably talk a little bit of noise um has to do with their coach starting um <laughs> but I, I think it's a great group really love going against them love competing with them uh, we talk a lot of trash on the field but the great thing about this team and this group uh, as soon as we walk off the field coach blows that last whistle the secondary's hanging out they're they're laughing they're cracking jokes and so it's really really good i think we got a close-knit team um and you can tell by the culture that coaches um inserted in the program um, you spent a season at Washington State as yes. a graduate assistant. What's that like for you preparing for game one, a place that you've spent time at? Just another place that I'm going to, just another opponent. Um, all the guys that I know that I coached with, Mike Leach and all those guys, they're all gone. Uh, all the players that I coached there, they're all gone. So it's just another team um, that I'm looking to, to compete with and, and get after. Well, Coach, I uh, wish you the best of luck as you get ready for game one. I appreciate it. Coach Ray Brown is a formerly at East Central University in 09. It's his 12th year as a collegiate coach, and it's the first year at Utah State. While he spent time at Albing, uh, Abilene Christian, uh, his team was among the best in the nation defensively in 18 and set a school record with 13 picks 
uh, paced by the All South Southland Conference honorable mention Adonis Davis, who had four and he led the league ranked ninth at the FCS level. Two words: ball hawk. That is what their defense is. They are looking to light you up and get turnovers in that defensive backfield, and they're not shy about it either, Eric. No, I mean there's a good mix of guys there. Like I said, you got Xavier Steele, Zahadri Jackson, you got Taron Adams, uh, you got Hunter Reynolds. I mean, this is a group that's a blend of some power five players who have had training and <laughs> great uh, uh, resources available to them uh, that were talented enough to be recruited and given scholarships to power five programs who are now here. And, and not just because they had that experience or just automatically given the opportunity, but they're fighting for it just as much as these guys that have been here. And that's what the coach Brown's like, look, I, I'm just getting guys out there to make plays. And uh, it's it's a good group. They've they got a swagger about them, and they get that from their coach. He's one of the biggest trash talkers on the sidelines. He's not bashful about Is that. Is he really? Yeah. I love it. And uh, and they they feed off of that. And so that's what you want from your defensive side of the ball. Uh, and that's what he's bringing to that uh, to that program to those cornerbacks. Uh, again, he uh, now at Utah State came from. He was at Troy, Abilene Christian, Arizona State, Washington State. Go figure. Oklahoma Baptist and East Central. Let's stay on the defensive side of the ball, and now we move over to uh, another one, a defensive tackle. Philip, is it Paya? Paya. Paya. Philip Paya. The 6'4", 300-pound. What a monster. He's a junior this year. He's a transfer as well, and he comes uh, from Michigan, the University of Michigan, where he spent three years there, appeared in three games, and registered the 2017 season. Uh, this guy is an absolute monster. He is a monster on the line, too, Eric. So I we spoke to uh, Hunter Reynolds last week about what brought him from Michigan to Logan, and that uh, he and, and, and Philip uh, he initially made the decision to come to Utah State, and Philip Paya was looking for uh, a new location, and he knew Hunter. They knew each other. They were on the same team. They were, and Philip tells us just how close they were before. But uh, Philip wanted to make sure Logan would be a place that he could fit in, not just from the football field, but culturally and geographically, understanding how it would work. And Ajay, he is fitting in, and I think he makes a great addition to that defensive front. So here is Philip Paya. Paya. Man, I have to really think about that one. Uh, with Eric, we had a chance to sit down and talk with him. Philip Paya is one of the new additions to Utah State on the defensive front, and you came from Michigan. You were at the University of Michigan, but you're not the only guy who came over here. Hunter Reynolds came here first or was on his way here first. What, what's your relationship with him and what what did he say that helped convince you to come to Logan? Oh, you know, uh, me and Hunter have always had a like, close relationship because me and him were actually both the class of 2017 coming into Michigan. So we spent the past four years at the University of Michigan. We actually lived in the same apartment complex next to each other. Uh, so we've always been around each other. Uh, we all have the same friends that uh, group of friends so me and I have, have been very close so coming here him also coming here uh, made it an uh, easy choice to him as well. How do you feel like you're fitting in like not just your role here on the defensive line but also within you know the, the team as a whole and just being a Logan compared to where you used to be? Oh uh, at first it was kind of not really an atmosphere shock because it's like Logan's a kind of small like small town uh, type of feeling not really like a college feeling type of place so I like that a lot because where I'm from is like the same type of feeling um, but as far as fitting in with the team I feel like I fit in really well just being a big 
Polynesian atmosphere. You know, it was easy for me to come in here and fit in uh, really easily compared to Michigan, where like I was being one of the only like one of four Polynesians there. Um, but coming here it was a great uh, atmosphere, and it was everyone just welcomed me with open arms. So I was really happy about that. When you were at Michigan, you spent some time on the offensive line and defensive line. Here you're on the defensive front. Is that your natural position that you prefer? Yeah, yeah. Defensive line is definitely my natural position that I like. And how do you feel like that, that front is here for Utah State right now? Oh, I'm loving it so far. You know, it's a really aggressive front. Um, so, you know, every play we're just getting after the guy across from us, just trying to, you know, uh, own our gaps and own our uh, area space. So it's uh, very good for us, I feel like, just uh, be able to disrupt a lot of people's uh, backfields this season. So this is an interesting mix this year with a lot of some guys who have been here through the program for a long time and then some new additions like yourself, but a lot of experience still. Mm-hmm. Guys that get extra years, you get a chance to come back and play even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of experience on that defense I, I, that has to be working as a benefit for you guys. Yeah, most definitely. So for me, like the defensive scheme we ran at Michigan uh, – was was sort of kind of aggressive but coming here it, it was a lot different so my mindset coming into this camp was just you know just be a sponge to all the, the players around me and like and all the coaches you know just take up as, uh, as much information as I can and uh, soak up the technique and just try to come out here every day and uh, perfect it to the best I can uh, you um, have already graduated yeah. you're seeking a second major mm-hmm. Uh, what's that going like? What are you choosing as your second uh, course of study? Uh, so I'm going to do um, a physical and sport education program here. Uh, it's a two years uh, master's program, so it'll be good for me. I believe uh, me and Hunter are doing the same. Hunter, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Ah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right, you're smarty pants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I guess just lastly, just this is the last of uh, fall camp. Is, it's concluding, and then you start to turn your attention to uh, game one. Just uh, how have things gone so far? Do you feel like you guys are where you need to be at this point in the in practices? Yeah, you know, I feel, uh, you know, we still have like another week and a half left. Uh, I think we're going to use that to the best of our ability, make sure that we all come out prepared. But as far as we stand right now, uh, I think we, we set a really good front, and uh, I think we have some really good depth up front, you know, with uh, me, Holly, Marcus, uh, Gessie, and James, you know, all those guys. We're, we're all just trying to make each other better day by day. So, um, you know, our model for this year's camp was, you know, one degree better every day. And I feel like that really came a long way with us and uh, being able to be prepared for, like, our next opponent. And uh, I feel like uh, the next game we're going to, uh, we'll be ready. All right, Philip Paya, thanks so much, and uh, best of luck this season. Thank you so much. That's Philip Paya here with Eric Franson on uh, 106.9 The Fan. Uh, I like him. He's got a, he's got a good hand on his shoulders. This uh, this guy could be really, really good for this defensive line. Yeah, and you know, he comes from a place that there weren't very many Polynesian players in yeah. Michigan. And he comes to uh, to Utah State where there's a, a, a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, a lot a of, ton them. of them. So like, he, initially he was a little concerned, like, Am I, is that going to be a place where I can fit in? Man, he fits in great. Great. Yep, there's no problem. at all. He fits in great. And he's got experience on the offensive line, which I think is a real benefit because he knows what their tendencies are going to be. He understands what they're trying to do. And so he prefers playing on the defensive front. That's his natural strength. That's where he's best. And he's part of an experienced uh, front group there that uh, I think they're strong. I think they get after opponents. They make uh, they make it tough for opponent, uh, opposing uh, teams. How well will they do in the uh, rush rush defense? Yeah. Will they be able to clog holes and slow things down on opposing uh, running offenses? Uh, that's always the hard thing when we see these scrimmages. Did the offensive line not create a good enough hole? Did the running back not make the right cut? 
Or was it because the defensive front made their own good push, their own great adjustments to fill gaps? So we'll find all that out the one way or the other coming up on September 4th. You'll hear from Justin McGriff after we take our first break of the second hour. But first, it's time to give away another four-pack of tickets to the Rocky Mountain kickoff where Logan and Stansbury will play in game one at 6:15, And following that game, uh, Roy and Clearfield will take on each other at Maverick Stadium. To win those tickets, you need to call in with the correct answer, 435-752-1069. Philip Pae is a transfer from Michigan. There is one other player coming from Michigan here to Utah State. Who is that player? 435-752-1069 to win a four-pack of tickets to the Rocky Mountain kickoff Friday night, Logan Stansbury, Roy and Clearfield. 435-752-1069. What's the deal with the Dan Patrick Show? Dan Patrick. You're still fighting for Tiki Barber to get in the Hall of Fame. I'm not even actually a fan of Tiki Barber, really, but his stats suggest he's a Hall of Famer. His stats blow away Marshawn Lynch. Okay, because that's the debate now. Marshawn Lynch is retired. Yes, he. If Pete Carroll had just given the ball to Marshawn the run in, instead of throwing that pass, we wouldn't even it wouldn't even be a question that he's a Hall of Famer. Right. Dan Patrick, weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We love the family place and we want to give back to the community. Through August 28th, we will donate a portion of our sales to the family place of Cash Valley. One of the ways you can help us is to come look at the new Harvest Right freeze dryers we have in stock. These food dryers will save you money by reducing food waste. That's at Daryl's, where service always comes first. Daryl's West on Airport Road. See Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. School is out and summer's here. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent at Alpine Home Medical. We offer you the best quality products as well as excellent customer service. Whether you're in one of our 10 retail stores or shopping online, we'll provide you with the best experience possible. From CPAPs to compression stockings to portable oxygen concentrators, wheelchairs and scooters, you won't find a better selection anywhere. Visit us online at alpinehomemedical.com. We all have items in our homes that can be recycled. Old aluminum cans, aluminum siding, car batteries, electrical cords, plumbing fixtures, and dozens of other things. Did you know if Americans recycled just one-tenth of their newspapers, it would save 25 million trees this year? Recycling is easy at Valley Recycling. Take in your metals, even if you're not sure what they are. They'll take what they can and pay you for it. Valley Recycling pays cash for old cars and other scrap metal. That's why they say when you go green, you get green at Valley Recycling. 45 North 10th West in Logan. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric Franson, Andre Salveson. Look, here's the thing. We referenced it in the interview. We referenced it before the interview. If you remember what we said, who we identified, it's just call us and let us know. So we're, here's what we want to know. By the way, I got a tweet, a message tweet from somebody, and they said they gave me the correct name, and they said, keep the tickets, I can't go Friday, but here's the name. I was like, oh, darn it. Okay. Yes, please only do this if you're actually going to use the tickets. We want to make sure they're going to people who will go. 
So here's what we want to know. Philip Paya, we just heard from him. He <laughs> transferred from Michigan to Utah State. Who is the other player currently on the Utah State football roster who also transferred from Michigan? Here's another hint. We spoke to him last week. <laughs> so if you can correctly identify who that is and you want to go to the uh, Rocky Mountain kickoff on Friday, call us right now, 435 752 1069. 435-752-1069 and identify who that other player is besides Philip Paya, who transferred from Michigan and who's going to be an impact player for the Aggies this year. Uh five three three eight says uh Elvis Gerback. Um not on the roster this year. Uh so yeah, if you want to know who uh, uh who that was, not that tough. Uh, if you were paying attention, it's painfully obvious, but we want to make it easy. And Ajay's taking calls right now, so we may have those uh, given away. But um, <laughs> we just gave away that four pack. We have more. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's give away a second one. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, Why not? Let's do this. Let's. Uh, there's another guy that we got a chance to hear from uh, today. I got a chance to catch up with Justin McGriff, and uh, Justin, tall wide receiver. Uh, joined the Aggies for the first time last year, and uh, I think he's going to prove to be a bigger impact player this year for Utah State. So I got a chance to catch up with him after practice today, get his assessment of what's going on with Utah State football, that group of wide receivers. And just like Philip Paya uh, has a relation with Hunter Reynolds from a former uh, university, um, Justin McGriff has association with somebody else on the team from a former Power 5 school where he once attended. We'll hear about that coming up with uh, Justin McGriff. Talking to Justin McGriff, one of the tallest humans here in an Aggie uniform. Are you the tallest or has Alfred Edwards got you uh, by a little bit? No, Alfred taller than me. He's, he's six, I'm 6'6", six, six, he's 7 foot. Yeah, so he got he got me by a few inches. You ever uh, try to do a pickup basketball game, the two of you? Oh, yeah, no. Nah, me, me and Fred did pickup basketball. We ain't win, but we we did that, though. We did it. <laughs> Very good. Hey, I got to ask you, you – Spent some time at Nebraska. Yeah. Jamie Nance, who's also one of our wide receivers here, he spent some time there yes, too. Sir. Do you guys ever share stories about Lincoln? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we share we share what we our experiences, what we went through. I mean, Lincoln kind of just same as same as uh, Utah, same as Logan. Small town, you know, college town. You know, everybody's loving, everybody's caring. So you know, ain't too much of a difference. What was it that brought you to Utah State? Uh, well, the coaching staff last year, you know, and Coach Anderson, Justin Phillips, those were the coaches that recruited me here uh, last year. You know, in the office they was running is something I was, you know, interested in. But what made me stay is, you know, the coaching staff. You know, Coach Anderson, the energy he was bringing, Coach Shuffalo, the energy he was bringing, what he was trying to accomplish. You know, the goals we got is saying the goals I want to accomplish for our team. So, you know, it made me come back and want to stay. How do you fit in with what this offense is asking of the wide receivers? You're a lot taller than a lot of these other wide receivers in this group. So how do you feel your role it fits in and, and how you get utilized? Well, I mean, my role fits in. You know, we got we got speed everywhere on the field. You know, I'm kind of the big body. Uh, you know, throw it up, throw it up. Let's go, let's go get it. You know, I fit into this offense well just because it's very fast paced. You know, we're getting down the field, we're moving. Uh, you know, I bring speed. I have speed to my attribute, but you know, the height and you know, getting in there on my braces is one of the big emphasis coach coach emphasized. So you know, that's what makes it. That's why I feel like I fit so good in this offense. 
and you know, just you know, reading the defense, you know, picking the defensive part is something that I want to get better on. This offense forces you to do that, so that's why I've, I'm fairly, you know, I'm very comfortable in this offense. Uh, during the scrimmage uh, uh, this last Saturday, you seemed comfortable going across the middle, getting some contact, yeah. and and uh, laying a hurt on some defenders too. Yeah, yeah no, you know. Uh, Coach, you know, Coach Sheffield teaches us to be tough, you know, be physical. We got to be physical on the outside, you know, and it comes part of the game. You know, we know we're going to take big hits like that in the middle of the field, and we're going to keep attacking the middle of the field. We're not going to run from it. So, you know, it's just coming part of with the territory. Uh, one of the last questions I had for you is just um, the biggest differences this year compared to last year where you were here. I mean, there was a lot of weird stuff that was going on, on and off the field, but just the, the biggest differences that you've seen so far. Uh, our mentality, you know, how we come to work every day. You know, it starts off in the weight room, and Coach Jackson, you know, he's done a good job with changing our mentality, making us come prepared to work every day, waking up. As soon as you get out, hit the bed, it's time to work. You know, that and, you know, just, you know, just being a family, you know, I feel like we're, we were a little kind of separated last year, you know, just due to COVID and stuff like that, everybody being scared of catching the disease. But now I see more of a family vibe, everybody, you know, everybody around each other. We do stuff outside of the field, you know, we go, we be together a lot. So now I feel like that's going to bring us together. So when it's time to get down to crunch time in the game, there's not going to be anything different. We're not going to separate, which was a big problem for us last year. I felt like when it would get down later on in the game, we'll, we'll all turn on each other. And I don't see that happening this much this year at all. I lied. I do have one more question. Word is that you're one of the biggest trash talkers here in, in practice. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, t- I talk a little bit, you know, I, but I, I, I won't say I'm the biggest, but I definitely, you know, I definitely say a few words here and there. <laughs> Who is the biggest trash talker? Uh, Coach Brown says he might be up there. Yeah, Coach, it's out of, it's out of Coach Brown. Ah, probably Coach Brown. I ain't going to lie. Coach Brown, Coach Brown and Coach Shuffler are the two biggest <laughs> talkers we got here. Honestly, I, I, don't see, I don't see nobody else talking more mess than them. <laughs> Justin McGriff, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Justin uh, <laughs> McGriff. Dude, he's great, man. <laughs> had, had to use a little bleep and, and, button there. And you said he's good. You said Ray, uh, Coach Ray Brown was just kind of over near his shoulder, <laughs> I guess. He was right there. And as soon as we got done with the interview, he, he was giving him a hard time. And they were John with each other. <laughs> but you, you love that intensity. You love that com- camaraderie. Yes. You, yes. You, something that that team did not have anything close to last year. Yeah, I really thought it was interesting to hear McGriff's comments about uh, comparisons from this year to last. Just how um, you know, he didn't really say anything too specific, but you got the sense that there was there was a lot of weird stuff going on last year. Yeah. Uh, some of it was within the football program. Some of it was outside of the football program. Yep. But I, Hajay, I don't get that at all. Anyone I talk to, from the players or the coaches, it's it's like night and day how they feel about being a part of this program. And I think that specifically with Justin McGriff, uh, here's a guy that I think is gaining in confidence. Uh, how the coaches are coaching him, how they're using him. Look, there have been a few times where we've we've been a little concerned that he doesn't always look and act like he's engaged when he's in on the field sometimes. If the play's not going to him, he may not always be going 100% like he ought to. But uh, this is different. He's improving, and I think that he's getting used more, and you can tell that this is a guy whose confidence is growing. Kyle Cephalo, very high on him and how um, how he plans on using him. He is tall. He can be a, can be a great possession receiver. He's got decent speed too. Uh, he's going to be a hard guy to bring down and a hard cover for some five foot nine, 
oh, corner dude, that's gonna be in the job. Mountain West. I mean, this guy is legitimately six foot six, and uh, he's got long arms. He can grab a ball, and uh, he's not afraid to go across the field. So uh, I'm excited to see what this year is going to turn out to be for Justin McGriff. Well, I'll be dang. Uh, he did. Craig Hissel just texted me and said, didn't Justin McGriff play Nebraska? Yeah, and that was sure how I started the interview. Yep. Uh, we talked uh, Jamie Nance also spent some time. He was on the travel roster for the final game of the 18th season. Yeah, Jamie Nance is a transfer from Nebraska. Uh, he's also a wide receiver. So, um, yeah, there's a little bit of a Nebraska connection there. So Real there's there's a lot of guys on this roster with some Power 5 uh, program experience. Love it. All right, uh, let's take a break. We still got stat player, what went wrong, who said it, and I want to talk. So before we get to those, I want to talk a little baseball with you because it's been nuts. It has been crazy. My Braves getting hosed by the umpires in MLB. What else is new when they play the Yankees? Sick of that crap. I'm going to lose my mind. Right. It's always uh, someone else's fault. Dude, Eric, you know that the Yankees get the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> uh, oh, my more, gosh. More than you most. You make me sick. More than most. Oh, okay. Look at you. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back. We'll talk some baseball. We'll have stat player, who said it, and uh, what went wrong. All coming up here on the Full Court Press. 106.9, The Fan. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. We kick off the 2021 season in the Big Ten West Division as the Illinois Fighting Illini host the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Heights Greg Daniels join Chad Brown and me for all the action as Coach Scott Frost and the Huskers look for a tough road win against new head coach Brett Bielema and the Fighting Illini. It's Nebraska and Illinois. If it's college football, it's right here. Saturday morning beginning at 1030 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Summer is cruising by way too fast. It's already back to school time. Soon you're going to start experiencing many special places and events that you won't forget, such as your first slide down Old Main Hill, attending Aggie football and basketball games, or a wild party at the Howe, and your first kiss on the Aggie Bowl that might just lead to that extra special moment at Jarek's Fine Jewelry, Cash Valley's engagement ring store where it's all about the romance. Just look for the bright green cars at 930 North Main Street. At the Honda Summer Sales Event, one summer adventure leads to another. Start with a new Honda and be on your way to desert treks, lakeside getaways, and mountain paths so remote you need an actual map. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get 1.9% APR on the 2021 Honda Accord and 0% APR on the 2021 HRV or Pilot. Get a great deal on a new Honda at utahhondadealers.com. See dealer for financing details. Are you a problem solver? The Air National Guard never shies from tomorrow's problems. We run to them. Ready for world-class military training and global missions? Help us design the blueprint for a better future. Serve close to home and build the life you want with the Air National Guard. Visit us at GoANG.com or call us at 1-800-T-O-G-O-A-N-G. It's the Full Court Press. I happen to be sitting near the Van Leeuwen brothers. How was that? That was fun. They were going nuts because Kyle had himself a day. What Siosi Mariner was in 2019 for Jordan Love, Kyle Van Leeuwen might well be for either quarterback in 2021. Just the, hey, I need to get bailed out. Where are you, Kyle? He doesn't quite have Travis's size. No, not even close. Even standing next to him when we were doing our press conference, I was like, not that tall. Even with cleats. I could play Division One football. I have a chance. <laughs> Weekdays from 4 to 6, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. 
interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It is the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM fam. 5.40 your time here as we wrap it up on a Wednesday. Middle of the week, we'll have our pick six tomorrow. Uh, I am frustrated with MLB. I mean, it has been an absolute crazy show as well in, in Major League Baseball. Braves, Yankees, both on nine-game winning streaks. Now the Braves are on a two-game losing streak. Last night. Uh, Freddie Freeman is on first. Fly ball hit to left center. Ball drops in between. Freddie's coming home. Throw to home is there, but the tag is not. Freddie crosses the plate without even being touched. Umpires go and look at the review, and they still call him out. I mean, just a really bad call. Then, uh, Austin Riley gets himself into some base running trouble, goes into second, uh, looks like they missed a tag, but they called him safe in, or called him out anyways. But the Braves had already used their challenge, and it failed, so they didn't have another one to use. Braves ended up losing 5-3. And they were able to take uh, Araldus Chapman out of that game um, after he had hit a batsman and walked one as well. So Braves right now going from a nine-game winning streak to a two-game losing streak stand there. Meanwhile, the Padres are in an absolute mess. They're on a nine-game losing streak at one point. All right, so have lost nine of their last 11. Blake Snell hasn't turned out to what they were hoping he would be. Giants are on an absolute roll right now. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. Won their last three games. They're 81-44. and 44, Good for two and a half above in the Dodgers in the NL West. Padres right now 68-59 are now 14 games back of the Giants. They're 11 back of the Dodgers. And they're second in the second wildcard spot. Behind the Cincinnati Reds, who are 69 and 58, Milwaukee Brewers eight and a half in uh, in the lead at the NL Central, 77 and 49. Uh, Cardinals are 64 and 61, and the Cubs, who have just gave up on all things considered baseball, are now 56 and 72. They're 22 games back of first place. That is their worst deficit in regards of trailing an NL Central leader in six years. This will be seven years. 22 games back. The Atlanta Braves, uh, they're still four and a half ahead of the Phillies in the NL East. The Houston Astros are continuing to just cook people. They're at 75 and 52, good for five above the Oakland A's, who are at 70 and 57 in the AL West. Our Los Angeles of Anaheim Angels are at 63 and 64, 12 behind uh, the Astros and well behind everybody else in the NL or some AL wild card. How about the White Sox? 73 and 54 right now. They're 42 and 23 at home. They're an even 31 and 31 on the road, but uh, 10 games above the Indians in the NL Central. The NL Central continues to be a joke. The NL Central and the NL Central are just horrible. Uh, AL East is really, really good right now. Tampa Bay still in the lead at 78 and 48, four games above the Yankees, six and a half above the Red Sox, who are at 72 and 55. Think about that. They're at 72 and 55 and six and a half behind the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Or, not Devil Rays, the Tampa Bay Rays, excuse me. 
at 72 and 55, the Boston Red Sox would be second in the NL Central. They're third in the AL East. They would be second in the AL West. But because the Rays and Yankees are playing out of their minds, Yankees have now won 11 in a row. In fact, uh, that's the first time they've won 11 in a row since 1985. It's their 31st. They they already had their 31st 10-game winning streak, most by any AL team. Just unreal baseball being played by the Yankees, but they got a lot of help from the umpires last night. Just disgust me. Uh, 9315. Full-court press fans can't decide if it's the right attire for the first-time rodeo goer. Audrey needs to tweet out tomorrow what he's wearing to the rodeo in a picture. I'm not tweeting that out. No. I'm not going to tweet out what I'm wearing to a rodeo. I'm going to go in jersey shorts, a Michael Jordan jersey, and some chains around my neck. That's what I'm going to wear to the rodeo. Take it to your own imagination as you will. But I absolutely refuse to tweet it out. You're going to have to find me, and you're going to have to take a photo of me. If you can find me. I'm going to be hiding really, really well. <laughs> uh, again, though, uh, ba- I mean, baseball is just unlike on this nuts chaos ride. And again, it gets really fun here in August and into September. By the way, speaking of baseball, uh, they have announced that Game 7 of the World Series will be played on November 9th. If there is a Game 7... November 9th. That is the latest World Series since 2009. Uh, the AL Wild Card game will be on October 5th. The NL Wild Card matchup will be on October 6th. The AL Division Series will start on October 7th. The NL Division Series will open the next day on the 8th. And the AL Championship Series will begin on the 15th. The NL Championship Series will begin on the 16th. The World Series is scheduled to start on the 26th. Uh, and the home of the pennant winner with the better record, or excuse me, regular season record, and Game 7 would be November 3rd. Sorry, so not November 9th, November 3rd. But it's the latest World Series since November 4th in 2001, and again in 2009. Series has not gone past October since 17, when the Astros won Game 7 at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles on November 1st. Regular season for baseball is scheduled to end October 3rd. When we come back, we'll have our stat and our player. It's all coming up here on the Full Court Press. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL, the regular season is in sight as the Dallas Cowboys and Jacksonville Jaguars conclude the preseason from Dallas, Texas. Hi, this is Kevin Figures. Join Kevin Ray, Danny White, and myself for all the action as Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys look to end the preseason with a victory against Urban Meyer and the Jaguars. It's the Cowboys and the Jaguars. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday morning, beginning at 1030 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olsen Company. Every great team knows that you have to train to stay on top of your game. Even top players continue to practice the fundamentals. That's why Les Olsen Company offers free IT security awareness training so your business can stop threats before they become a problem. Learn what to do in case of a suspected phishing attack. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com.
Saddle up and put on your poker face. It's time to ride. Saturday, August 28th for the first annual Ride to Riverwoods, an event to benefit Make-A-Wish Utah. Enjoy a scenic journey around Cash Valley as you gather cards for your poker hand at each stop. Riders will finish at the Riverwoods Conference Center for food, drinks, silent auction, and where riders will play their hands for incredible prizes from our sponsors. Not up for the ride? You can still join the fun and festivities at the Riverwoods for food, drinks, and a silent auction and raffle. Register at eventbrite.com. That's eventbrite.com. It's back to school time. You're getting the clothes and the supplies, but don't forget the haircut. The students at New Horizons Beauty College are trained in all the latest trends and techniques. Plus, New Horizons has great prices on the products to help you maintain that new look, like Redken, Matrix, Biolage, and Bricado. All services performed by students and closely supervised by licensed instructors. Oh, hey, they're also enrolling for fall classes right now. Create your own individuality at New Horizons Beauty College in Logan. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Let's take a look at the numbers. It's the stat that blew our minds. He did what? On the Full Court Press. Wow, that blew my mind. I'm going to stick with the Yankees because I hate him so badly, but the uh, Yankees game last night between the Braves and the Yankees that the umps totally screwed the Braves over in, Freddie Freeman is the only reigning MVP in the last 40 years to bat in the ninth inning with the bases loaded, down one with two outs and a full count. Oh, you're back. Go ahead. I was going to say, that's not bad. No. Well, the thing is, is it got it was really melodramatic because he flew out to left center. Uh, Craig Hislip text in. <laughs> I love this guy. Dude, if, if I ever want a grandpa, if I need another grandpa, I'm going to ask Craig to be that guy. <laughs> hey, uh, Mojo Jumbo, what about the first half of the year when, the, when not much went right for the Yankees? All of a sudden, the ums started pulling for them? Come on, man. Craig... You've been alive for 80 years. You've seen enough World Series championships in your life. My Braves have only seen one, so just give me this one, will you? Are we doing stat? Is that what this is? Welcome back to the show, Eric. <laughs> I know, sorry. I had to step out. Go ahead. Uh, so yours was uh, Freddie Freeman related? Yeah. Mine is also baseball related. I, I don't know that so much a, a, a stat that blows my mind, but just this is a team that does not get attention, and they should. The Giants, uh, so far they have 191 home runs. This is the first time that they've been leading the Major League Baseball in home runs since 1972. And through uh, 123 games, they had the best record in Major League Baseball the first time since 1993. Uh, The Giants are the team that nobody's talking about that just go out there and they keep winning games. All right, our player of the week, we're going to skip the intro. We're going to go right to it. My player of the week is going to be Gavin Weir, who threw his fourth no-hitter of this summer in the Little League World Series. Eric, he's allowed just one hit in his last eight games. He struck out 114 of 132 batters. Wow. Not too shabby. Mine's Miguel Cabrera. Joins the 500 club. He's the 28th player with uh, 500 home runs. Only the sixth born outside the United States. Um, But he's only one in four to hit 500 home runs, get the triple crown, have a World Series title, and an MVP award. Joins Jimmy Fox, Mickey Mantle, and Frank Robinson. But here's the other thing. He can be in a class all of in, 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 of his own with about 40 or so more hits to get to that 3,000-hit club, a feat that no one else 
in that group has ever achieved. Miguel Cabrera, my player of the week. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and get to it. One of my favorite segments of the day. Either you're a thief and you steal, or you're a vampire that pulls from the juice and the verb and the synergy of the group, or you add to it. You know, some people leave with a parting gift that just sucks, like Michael Scott would, but Cody Olson left us with that, and I couldn't his, him more. His legacy lives on. Oh, my gosh, forever and ever. Eric, let's play actor-athlete coach who said it. You go ahead. Okay, uh, there are three rules that I live by. Never get less than 12 hours sleep. Never play cards with a guy who has the same first name as the city. And never get involved with a woman with a tattoo of a dagger on her body. Now you stick to that, and everything else is cream cheese. <laughs> Stick to that and everything else is cream cheese. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a coach. Okay, it is a coach, but it was an actor playing a coach. That was oh. Coach Finstock in Teen Wolf. Shut up. Michael J. Fox? Yes. Oh man. That is a great show. Never involved getting involved with a woman with a tattoo of a dagger on her body. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> wow. Ninety uh, percent of this game is half mental. That sounds like something Yogi Berra would say. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> nice. Good job, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, my next one. Nobody in football should be called a genius. A genius is a guy like Norman Einstein. <laughs> I'm gonna guess a. I'm gonna guess a coach again. Oh, that was a player. Oh, man. Former player Joe Theismann. Of course, it was Albert Einstein, not Norman Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? Uh, all right. So this one is going to be an easy giveaway. Okay, uh, <laughs> here we go. Do I have a nickname on the court? Um... Well, the answer would be nice, but it's taken. So uh, probably the question. The answer dishes to the question. The question back to the answer. Answer over to the question. The question, or excuse me, <laughs> the answer, woo, makes a uh, shooting motion. Three points. The question, woo, woo, six points. Nothing but net. Question, who's the best player in the league? The answer, the question, or the drunk meister. Uh, at first, I was thinking Allen Iverson, whose nickname was the answer, but I'm going to have to say uh, actor. Okay. And do you know who? <laughs> Sounds like uh, Farrell. And Dude, you're right. You got it. <laughs> Steve Carell in the office. That's uh, when they're playing in the basketball game, the big uh, basketball game. Uh, all right, last one for me. I'm a light eater. As soon as it's light, I start eating. Warren Sapp. <laughs> no, but it was a football player. Baltimore Colts, off, uh, Colts offensive lineman, Art Donovan. <laughs> that one hits a little too close to home. <laughs> I'm a light eater. As soon as it's light, I start eating. Uh, okay. This one should be easy. If I wasn't as sexy, if I wasn't as sexy for my cat, I probably wouldn't have come back. 
uh, player. Yep. Meta World Peace. Oh. By the way, I watched uh, Untold, The Malice in the Palace, this the other night. Dude, that is a wow. crazy documentary. There's a little bit of language, just be forewarned. Um, if you have kids, probably don't want to have them watch it. No, not at all. Steven Jackson's got a potty mouth. But um, it was really interesting. Dude, you kind of feel bad for... Uh, I feel bad for the players, especially Jermaine O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal. And the fact that and Reggie the, Miller. the fans didn't get any of the criticism no, early on. That they should have got. Yeah. That they should have got. Yep, absolutely. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of Full Court Press. Uh, we'll have our pick six tomorrow. I still owe you a gift, too. No, well, I know. You I gave you me gift. something. Yeah, I you gave, gave you some me some cashews. Salty nuts. Uh, yeah, which is pretty much explains everything about my losing pick six to you last At least week. they weren't lubed. Man, that was good. <laughs> that was good. That is spot I mean, on. Apparently, that's a problem for you. That's <laughs> <laughs> you're self-admitted. More proof I can give you right now if you want. Uh, 9315, you need to have Cody as a guest host or interview with him about his time so far at the new gig in Rich. He loves it, by the way. I talked to him the other day. He's doing great things. So good Yeah, for we're him. excited for intern Cody. We are happy for him. He's Getting out into things. the big wide world. <laughs> Getting paid for he what he's have... doing. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's a, is that a subtle shot at somebody? No, I'm just I'm happy <laughs> for him. Uh, for D. Jones, that's Eric France and Amaje South. And thanks for listening to another edition of the Full Court Press. Again tomorrow, we'll be on at the same time, safe station here on 1069 The Fan. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.